Whether it's talk about the state of hockey. Just conversing about the world of professional wrestling. Oh my god! Trip, you know what? You just made the list! Oh no! Oh, here we go. Or other pop culture phenomenon. Rob and Dave give you, the listener, their uncensored opinions on the High Sticks and Super Kicks Podcast. The first period starts right now. Hi, ho, neighbors. It's time for some high sticks and super kicks. It's been a while. It's your pals, Robert Dave. HSSKPod.com. Your home for the perfect blend. Hockey and professional wrestling talk. It's true. It's damn true. Trade deadline season. Are you? Are, if, if your team's in the bottom five, you sweating a little bit? I'm I know. Sweating. I don't mind sweating. I'm not getting traded. <laughs> Trade me right fucking now. Now hang up. Hello? It's just... You wouldn't know that because you've never seen that movie. No? But hey, I am a little bit. There's fucking two days until the trade deadline. We don't have any fucking games to delay the, the inevitable or whatever and whatnot. But hey, hot stove. It's already starting. Yep. I listened to 31 Thoughts on my way here. And every team that's in the playoffs... Oh, I think Kyle Palmieri would be a good fit. I think Kyle Palmieri would be a good fit here. I, I could start. I, I, I think this. This. Uh, oh, I can't do that link anymore. Oh well. Um, what I think, right? And it's kind of this whole little segment's like just devils, crease to crease, devils. That's pretty much it. It could be a hosh posh of everything. Um. So with. When the first, well, let's just put it this way. Andy Green to the Islanders for, ne- for a next year second round pick and a, and a defensive prospect. Who in the hell is giving us a now, two? I think you can go back and listen to our podcast. And they said, like, if we got up to, like, a fourth round pick for him, I would have been happy with that. I think the only team, because Andy Green, no trade clause, none, nothing. Like, like Zajac, you both have to waive it. Zajac, he's staying. He's staying next year, too. He wants to be part of whatever team growth this team is going to go through. Good for him. Fine. Um, Andy Green, I swear my my gut said the only place he was going was the Islanders. Because of who? Lou. I think if Detroit was in the mix, maybe if Detroit was a playoff team, he he might have gone to Detroit. That's the only place I could could see him going. Mm Mm-hmm. If he doesn't retire. Yeah, he could probably stay with the Islanders. He's probably not coming back with us. We traded him, so that's yeah. that's probably a sign that he wasn't going to come back well, next he, year anyway. And I, I was discussing this today with someone else, that bringing him back doesn't help the future of our team. Because no. you bring him back, now you're keeping a ball 
and Ty Smith and whoever else. I mean, what's his name? Colton White was that? Yes, who's that, that's he's good been that's playing up. fine. Yes, you know you're holding those guys yeah, you, back. You're holding guys back to a two three better even, um, or three four or better even a five six role on the team when they should be a little bit higher. But don't get me wrong, we <clears throat> need to sign a defenseman. Yes. Because I liked what you sent a text message right right in my right in my wheelhouse. Yeah, I think <laughs> I mean I think money wise, because we have somewhere around thirty million dollars now. Yes. You you throw that money at Petrangelo. Um you look at and, and I agree. And if uh Paul Mary does get traded, you that, give Petrangelo the C. Coming in right away? Not even Nico? Who's got a Stanley Cup ring on our team? I get it. I get it. Who's the captain of a Stanley Cup team on our team? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's the selling point. And you know what? I'm thinking about today's um, administration, right, with with, with the Nazarene, with with all that kind of shit. So I'm thinking that way. I'm not thinking next year. Look, I'll say right now, I know in prior prior podcasts, uh, if I gave a top three, Nazardine was that third guy just because he's just has that opportunity. Um, I'm, I'm, I I jumped off that boat. Oh, yeah. I'm done. Pushed him off the train? No, I I literally. Naza from the train? No, I fucking took a goalie hockey stick and fucking knocked him in the head and knocked him off that way. I agree. I don't Push mama from the train. Here's my reasoning for why he shouldn't be coaching for us anymore. Our team is schizophrenic bipolar whatever you want to call it because a game like today on saturday against washington you saw polar opposites of our team where the first i don't know i would say 10 minutes 10 to 14 minutes we were getting outplayed yes yes we killed off two power plays woohoo but our penalty killing is is Better than anything else, really, on our team. And our team is bipolar in the sense that from period to period, yes, we're crazy. It's almost shift to shift. Or game to game, we're crazy. We're we're digressing digressing a little bit to like almost shift to shift, considering how many different line changes and stuff he's making up because of injury and trades and all that kind of stuff. I've always thought that you trade somebody, that next game or two, even with a practice— it's a loss because the team's at a loss because I don't know what to do. That guy's not here anymore. Right, like and there, there's there's a plethora of coaches out there with more experience right now. Yes, that are better defensive coaches or better power play or offensive coaches. That if you're growing a young team like Fitz wants us to do, then you need to get those guys because. You can't have a rookie coach with rookies. rookie players that and young players who really, other than Heischer, Severson, really have not had a taste of good, good playoff <laughs> or yeah. or experiencing winning streaks more than three games or you yeah. know like they haven't had too many high waves. I think, and one thing for the whole Nazarene thing, the the, the real thing that the two two things that, that in recent memory that knocked me off his even wanting to let him interview. Um, one is you sat Brat because he wasn't consistent. Yet the prior few games before that, he played above par. Right. I think there's more to this. 
that they're not letting out. Okay. And then as soon as he comes back, he's fucking doing like fucking trick shots last yeah. two games and scoring awesome goals. And it's like it's it's like a fuck you to him. Somebody I follow on Twitter was like, every goal that Brat scores like that is one more game less than that, that Nazardine has on his time here. Yeah. <laughs> you really it's think like it a was doomsday more? clock. <laughs> every goal he scores another like, oh shit, another five minutes came off. No, no, we got to slow this down. We got to slow it down. You um, cut the wrong wire, Brett. Now it's the clock's going faster. Uh, you're not supposed to cut the red one. Um, okay, one, a, a trade that angered me at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, or, or the potential of one that angered me by that. Um, I got a little bit more furious by game time. As the game hit, I was simply depressed. And by the second period, I was like, holy fuck, I was happy. Uh, Coleman to Tampa Bay for a 2020 or 2021 first-round pick. If it becomes 2020, if Vancouver makes the playoffs. As of today, are they still in a wild, yes. wild no, card they're, spot? they're in a top spot. Top spot? Good for us. That's another first-round pick. And an A-plus prospect called Nolan Foote. Nolan Foot. Adam Foote's son. He, by the way, rest in peace, Adam Foote's coaching career. He got killed. He got knocked off from his son's. He got fired from his coach, his son's own team. Anyway, it's you know. I think I think it has an issue with his son in the sense that I think Nolan Foote is hurt currently. Okay. Yes, and 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 he played in a game, and he got pulled after like two shifts. Yeah, he got pulled after two shifts, and I think it kind of was like, why did you even try? From what I read, something is that like like Colorado, let's just say like Colorado had the rights to what they do with him the game before, and then the Devils got him as an asset, and now it's the Devils' responsibility. They heard that he played in that game, and then like immediately like get him out, and they pulled him out of the game. I find yeah. the dynamics of that background shit to be just amazing. And I think the same thing with Brad. I think there's more than he's not consistent you know, because if that's the case, fucking Pavel Zaka should be sitting. As much as he's our golden child, Jack Hughes should be sitting. Can, can I mention something about Jack Hughes? And you touched on it with the uh, coaching kind of thing of a rookie coaching a rookie. Um, all this stuff that's happening on this team with trades and rumors and just sucking this year and everything else. You After he came back from his injury, he kind of played okay. And then I think something happened, and there's confidence. They moved him to wing. It's like they don't have confidence in him right now. You look. You I mean, look, he's playing on our top line, but that's but. to do something with him, I guess. But you look at his attitude on ice. It was the Kovey and Hall coasting, the bad passes from like that Hall did. Like, yeah, he definitely it, has been doing that. It right. wasn't your um, skilled Hughes person. It was a. Fuck this season, guy. Like I, I hate losing. But again, like, he's eighteen years old. You but, know, but you see a difference, and that's. Yeah. But he, you need he needs guidance. Like, and it, and I think what Fitzgerald said about this is a men's league, and it wasn't a slap towards kids. This is a men's league. You want men on this team, okay? Trading Coleman probably at his high point. Do you think he's going to be able to mimic? We lost a lot on a penalty kill. Because now it's down, just down to Zajac. Zajac, I, Zaka. I, Zaka's stepping up. Rooney. 
Rooney is stepping up, but all you have now is Zaka. I, I mean, um, Zajac, right? And, and Joey Anderson's showing a little bit of grit to me too. But that's all you got now. Like you, the, all these guys have to like hustle to get back up to that Coleman level. But right. but you're not gonna, you know, you're not not gonna get Randy Jackson's autograph. You know, you're not gonna walk away from the deal. I, yeah, I, I think it was one of those. I don't want to trade him. Tampa wants to give me an A plus and a one. Okay. And you have to think from a business point of view. Coleman's twenty eight years old. He'll be on the wrong side of thirty with this next five six year deal. Right. He's going to be on the wrong side of thirty. And then we have to worry about signing Blackwood, signing Hughes, mm-hmm. and whoever else, you know, Brat, all of these guys are coming up. And you look at, all right, as great as Coleman is on the penalty kill and, and the shorthanded goals and the goals, the kind of goals he scores, could we get that, could we pull that out of a Joey Anderson? Could we pull that out of a Nick Merkel? Maybe and a maybe. Right. But you know what? Those maybes are a fuck ton cheaper <clears throat> yep, than, 1. than what Coleman's going to charge us in a year from now when he would have been a UFA. It, the, <coughs> the Coleman trade is like uh, Henrik part two. That's exactly what I felt. It is the emotional aspect of you just pull that out. But you know what? I even tweeted it to my go to, to both Coleman and Green kind of thing that the two of them did as much for this organization as they could, blood, sweat, and tears, and all that kind of stuff, and the fan base gravitated around them and became fan favorites and everything. My wish is that whatever return we get from them, eventually, if we get a cup with these guys and things like that, it was worth it. It was worth it to go, you know what? You did you did so much for us yeah. that we got another cup. That's what I want from it. There's what always there's always those fan favorites that you wish were there. Like, I think of 95. Like, I liked Corey Millen. Short little kind of scrappy player that we traded for Neil Broughton. And then we won the cup because of Neil Broughton. And you go, oh, man. There was a great article I read today about... Ralph Cox. Do you know who Ralph Cox is? No. Ralph Cox was one of the cuts in the 1980 Olympic team. Okay. If you've watched the miracle. By the way, 40 years today, yeah, right? 40 years today. Happy miracle. If you watch mo- the movie Miracle, he was the. they made it look like he was the last cut. Okay. When he really wasn't. Come on, miracle. Sorry. <laughs> I watched that movie. But he uh, was talking about it like you could take it two ways. You could take it as, I'm pissed off that I wasn't there. Or you could take it as, my friends won, and I was part of that experience that got them to that point. You know, there you can look back to 95, 2000. Like, I liked Brandon Morrison. Brandon Morrison, I thought, was going to be one of my favorite players. Went to Michigan. He was a great player. But we traded him. I remember I was in fucking the Bahamas on spring break. And they had ESPN on. It's like, oh, the Devils traded Brandon Morris in the Vancouver. I was like, really? For who? Alexander Mogilny? All right, I'll take that fucking trade. Yes. You it's, know, it's, like, it's those that were like, yeah. So if Nolan Foote <clears throat> becomes one of those, like you said, cog pieces, well, Blake Coleman's always going to be that trivia question, that yes. Cadillac trivia, you know. And, it, and it's going to make you go, you know what? I cried when he got traded. But I also cried when we won the cup, and I want to thank Coleman for being that good at that time to get us this piece. Just it, 
in, in Thoughts the Thoughts and prayers. And I hope he wins the cup. You know what? Honestly, just because of this, I hope it's the Islanders and Tampa in the, in the finals for the Eastern Conference because I want them both of them to get the taste. I, I really do. I want them to do good. That's, that's the big thing. So who do we have left? Um, we'll start from the bottom and go up to the top. You have a guy perhaps like Miles Wood sat out today because he was ill, not because of potential trades. Yeah. Um, you also have Louis Domingue, who it was weird on Friday because it was he was being he was going to be a healthy scratch for what, what's the term That's they right. use? Uh, precautionary for reason. precautionary reasons because and then everybody's like the way this is going precautionary means he's getting traded that day to he got waived and Corey Schneider came up so I joked that was it precautionary so he doesn't get hurt going up to Binghamton yeah. <laughs> so but, yeah, I mean you have a guy like Louis Domingue who apparently Colorado I don't and I don't know if them re-signing that their backup goalie or whatever to two years messes with this but they may need a goalie maybe in the short term does Domingo to Colorado I don't know what do you get for him nothing <laughs> um, nothing because they could have had him off of waivers that too so you have Louis Domingue okay you. I don't know. I, I really don't. I but mean, it, there is something I believe in Deming's contract in uh, that trade that if we traded him before the deadline or at the deadline, mm-hmm. that one of the picks that we sent to Tampa like becomes a higher pick for them. Yes. For, for, uh, for so maybe our thought was we're going to trade him. And then somebody went to Fitz and was like, no, no, you can't do that if you he trade him. There's a clause him, in his contract. There's a, there's a clause lose. in the trade that we'll lose a pick. And they went, all right, well, fuck it. We'll just put him on waivers. Which, let's let's be honest. I'm, I'm not losing sleep over no, Louis I, Look, Corey Schneider was a part of Binghamton on this huge push to get to the playoffs in, for, for the AHL. Fine, I'll take that up here because you know what? You sit uh, Blackwood, you have at least some kind of streak going with I mean Corey I don't feel I, I don't feel any better with Corey than I did with Deming but I mean it's you have to do something with Corey yeah, you just yeah. can't ha- you can't have he's to- on this team yeah and I really don't want to take money next year so you so you, you got Deming does he go uh, it's like it's it's a wash because I don't anymore. care uh, the next person up is Wayne Simmons. Vancouver seems to be hot on him then they cooled off because of contracts and then there's more time they don't have the money they don't have the cap Vancouver, space yeah. because Brock Besser, who's hurt, is coming. Is, is going to be off of the long-term IR before the end of the season. So you have so to they do wouldn't more be money. Able, right. So we'd ha- we'd have to take money back, and I'm sure Fitzgerald is like, nah. No, I don't think it's that. I just think I mean we're not. I don't think we're getting a lot for Wayne Simmons either. I think if 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 we got a third-round pick and. A B minus, C plus prospect. You know, I could see him going to like. I could see him going back to Philly. I could see him, especially since Philly, Nolan Patrick hasn't played a game all season, and they're in a playoff hunt right Right. now, as of today. I could see him going there. That's a that's a low risk move for Philly in the sense that like, if it doesn't work out, he's a UFA. Yes. You know, any of those teams. I could see him going to like a, even though they don't like rental players, I could see him going Colorado. to like Carolina. Mm, that too, yeah. <coughs> the thing is with, with Simmons, right? You hear what Fitzgerald says about wanting the men and, 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 and you know, character guys and stuff in the locker room and all that kind of stuff. Is Simmons one of those guys that gets traded but comes back in the offseason, right? No, that never happens. I, I, I get that same feeling with Simmons as I did with Boyle. 
Like he's he like it's he's like a galvanizer. Yes, he, he may not go on the score sheet kind of thing, but it, it's it's good morale for a locker room to have, you know. I don't know. Do, do you keep him and, and give him another like two years at no. like a really low salary with incentives? No. Yeah, if he's going to take like a million dollars at best and then let's say another million and a half in like incentives, incentives kind of, like yeah. I, I would look at that for a year. I'm not going more than that. Because then you're holding now. You're holding back. I, I, yeah, your your studiates. You're holding back your Boquists. You're holding back guys that need to play in the mm-hmm. NHL to see if it's worth keeping. So then you move up from from <coughs> from a Simmons to pick your poison here, a Sammy Vatanen and a Kyle Palmieri. I'm still on that train where I don't want them going. I don't. I want them re-signed. I want them re-signed for sensible term come July one, right? Well, I mean, Palmieri has another year. Yeah, but does does it turn into another Hall situation? Can we just be totally honest now that the whole Taylor Hall situation is probably what fucked us this year? Yeah, I agree. It's probably I think the top one one A issue with this. I think it's the the first cause of the Civil War and. You know, it's, it's the Missouri Compromise of how about that dropping some history there you go. of uh, what started the problems. I think not getting rid of Hines quick enough. I think the whole Corey being shitty and then not having confidence because Hines didn't have confidence in him. You know, I, I think all of these things I think came those, together. Those little those two other things are so small now on the bigger elephant in the room with the whole, because look what happened to Arizona. Arizona was like, you always said chemistry in a locker room. Arizona was solid. They were winning. Okay. Yeah. We beat them at that time whenever, when that trade was happening, but they were still solid. You have one of those games against the devils. They were solid. You trade hall. I don't care what you think about on the return. You look at Arizona. What have they done since? Yeah. Not too much. Yes, Hall continues to be a almost or at a point in a game player. Whoop de doo. What happened to your team? People will scream, well, they got injuries too. And th- so is everybody. So is Edmonton. So is Vancouver. So do we. <laughs> so you, I, I think there's a net there whether it's true or not, right, in a legit sense, there is a black cloud around that dude's head. Yeah, I agree. Edmonton, New Jersey, Arizona. He's Eddie Mush. Buyer's remorse, perhaps. I, I I'm not losing any sleep over Terrell Hall either. I mean, I do. I do to a point. As long as that draft pick stays at number four, yeah, perfect. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> it goes to number three. Fuck. Well, then we just get another first. We get a first next right, year. Then. Next year, but that's next year. I want now. Right now, I'm looking at four fucking picks in this first in the 2020 draft. The, no, three. three. Three? Us, Vancouver, and Arizona. Yes. Yeah. And and and, and, Van, and Vancouver, right? Vancouver's is wait. Okay, ours. Ours. Arizona's. Arizona's. If, if they blah blah blah. Right. Vancouver's if if they make the playoffs. Right. Is that it? Yeah. All right. That's three first rounders, right? Yeah, and whether then, whether to either trade them 
for something big or keep them and get three good prospects? Because this and then you have to think if they trade Vatnin or if they trade Palmieri. <sighs> no, and no. <laughs> well, I don't mind trading Vatnin because to be honest with you, again, when it comes, to, I I would like to if I had to trade Vatnin to get another defenseman like Petrangelo mm-hmm. or even with the rumors of Bufflin that they're going to they're just going to terminate his contract and he'll be able to sign. You know, like a Bogosian deal? <clears throat> yeah, or Bogosian like is Vatnin really right now head and shoulders better than a Zach Bogosian would be with us with the same amount of ice time, same power play time and whatnot? I don't know. You know, but all I know is that if I can get those guys a, a Bufflin for a one year cheap mm-hmm. and try it or a Bogosian one year cheap, especially a, a, a Vatten, I mean, a, a Bogosian or a Bufflin, if we're going to bring up a Ty Smith and a Kevin Ball, if I can get rid of a, a Will Butcher and get somebody else to come in. Because right now, going into next year, our returning defensemen will be Su- P.K., Subban, Butcher, Sievers, Severson, and Butcher. Severson. That's it. <clears throat> yeah. Because Carrick and Mueller are done. No, Carrick has got one more year. All right, so Carrick, and he's our seventh defenseman. Although he was good today. Um, yeah. You need... So you're going to need to fill those holes. With, with with veteran, with a veteran or with two. Like. A veteran or two, and if we got rid of Vatten and I'm not losing any sleep. I I would f- I don't think that they're gonna get rid of Palmieri unless they are wowed. Unless they get better than what they got for Tampa. <laughs> if if someone like Boston were to offer us a Jake DeBrusque and a draft pick, they don't even have a first because they just traded their first round pick. You know, or if Dallas were to offer us, you know, Julian Honka, who's one of their defensemen. Who's, that was a kid that was yeah. you know, on, that li- on the shit list with them. If, if they were to give us that in a first, you know, like you got to go. Yeah, he is a fan favorite, but it would not surprise me if Palmieri gets traded. And if we're recording on Saturday tomorrow. After his, after, after his military, his military ball, ball thing. What was the Henrik thing? I know you mentioned it in the, the text. Mustache. Oh, the mustache. Oh, the November, November thing? thing you know, oh, okay. Cause it, it and then he got traded the next day. Um, I want Palms here because as in my gut, he's the next captain. Nope. Uh, you really would give it to Heischer? Yep. Do you think that would... Well, even, Unless you, you're going to... Like you go to Heisher and you go, look, here's our deal. We're we're you're here for the next seven years. We're going to make a very strong pitch for Petrangelo or whoever, you know. We're and we're going to offer them the captaincy. You are our captain as well. You don't need to wear the C. And if you if my fucking dream were you know to come true in the fact that like Stevens becomes a coach. Cause I watch the NHL network and the way he explains things, you just go, why don't the devils do that? Well, why like don't... we, like we said last show too, you have Marty Brodeur in that management position, right? You know, he's going to want to go, Oh, let's try the glory days kind of shit in some capacity. Right. 
That you the whole idea from ownership is like, hey, you know those three cups. Let's bring. We need to bring this team back to how they play. Like blah 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 blah. That that kind of sales pitch. So I'm sure he would turn around and go, Scotty, we need you on D. You see how shitty we are. And they Here, can do it because he's not the guy that passed over him. It's yeah. Ownership, ownership is probably the one that goes, okay, here, rubber stamp it. Fine, Shiro, it's your call, but I'll rubber stamp it. Shiro's gone now, so I get it. So you, at least you have that bridge now. It, it would be great to, to have that. But to have... They keep then, showing him, too. Yeah. I mean, obviously, he came back for the 20-year for the anniversary. Now, right? It's not a wrestling in no, the crowd. No, Scott Hall, <laughs> what's he doing here? <laughs> what's what's that guy doing here? We can't say his name on TV. But they keep, he keeps showing up in boxes and stuff like that. And... I, <laughs> Look, you know, you recall in the summer, right, when we were looking into unrestricted free agency and all that kind of stuff and, and everything, and I said, God damn it, we're getting PK, and you're like, nah, fuck that, no, no, we're not, you're an asshole, this, whatever you called me at that uh, time. Look who was right there. Yes. <laughs> I, I have the same thing with a Scott Stevens, a Kyle Palmieri, and a Petrangelo, and I'm going to throw in Peter Laviolette as a head coach. That group is what, like, I, I look at this and I'm taking the fan out of it. And I go, if you see what we have, look at how we look at how we play today, minus the whole fucking first 10 minutes of this game. We gave up the 700th goal. Congratulations to Oliver Ovechkin. Clap, clap, clap. I am not going to. All that shit. I'm not going to be the fucking guy who's going to sit down all rough. <laughs> Guys, you were there for. History. Yes. Congratulations to that. A Heinz led team. We would have lost five to two, five one, whatever. Yep. Now it's it's a bit. You have you have guys that are scrappy. So that that that's my my, my forecast stuff. I, I would love I would love to have Stevens as the coach. Go to Nico. Go. You don't need to wear the C to be a leader on this team. It's Ken, what you do in a locker. Ken Danico didn't have the C. See, and my whole thing, too, is everybody who bitches and complains, right, that says Green was a shitty captain, okay? Uh, Salvador was a shitty captain. He was, he was a, he was a um, parking construction cone and all this kind of stuff. And I go with a lot of the people who go, are you fucking mental? It's not about points for a captain, right? It's how he keeps a locker room. It's what he, how he, what he does yep. on the ice. Look mm-hmm. at everything they said to Green when he got traded. Yeah, yes, they, I know that everybody's towing the company line, but you get guys like Zajac, right? And and all the guys that have been there for enough time that played with him, you go, you lost a fucking good one. You lost you, you lost a good one. A better what did they what did he say? He's a He's a better he's person. He's a good hockey player, but he's, he's a, a better, better person. Yeah, like But you know what? I didn't like Salvador as captain, but you have to look at the intangibles that were brought by both him and Green. Who were the rookies? When Salvador was captain, you had your your Zach Parisi's mm-hmm. where he helped cultivate him into a professional hockey player. By the way, somebody floated the idea out that a East Coast team is going is trying to decide if they want to go hard after Parisi. Good and luck I, on the island. <laughs> Thank you. I had two ideas. Either the oh, island. Man, my daddy played on the Islanders too. I can go there. It was either the Islanders or somebody's having a really brain fart up in our organization going, no. ah, let's bring it back to get asses in seats. No, no, thanks. I'm good. Anyway. So, all right. So we got those. So we got, all right. So legitimately, right. If, if Fontenot is to go, what could you anticipate getting for him? Considering that he's hurt. That, that's the other thing too. He's hurt right that's now. That's the biggest issue. I think you get a second, a second and like a, 
a first or second line minor leaguer. Like e like ECHL or AHL? AHL. Okay. Like a guy that you would call up and he'd be on like your third or fourth line. Okay. Like then, a Joey Anderson. Okay. Where uh, Joey Anderson goes and plays, you know, like a, a John Quinville. Mm-hmm. Where they light it up in the AHL, but they just And they get a cup of coffee. Fucking, yeah. You know where I could see right now? and Vegas cleared some space, but not enough no, to take no, on no, the four no. mil. I could see Colorado. And then would, sending back the, what's his name? Jost. Would would you would you strong arm them a little bit going, you really need him? They need a goalie. I throw them in there too, whatever. But but you go, you say, all right, I'll send I'll send Vatanen. What I really want It's one of your fucking top two defensive prospects. The only way I'm doing that is I'm throwing Vatanen. I'm giving you Vatanen. I'll throw in Palmieri, and you give me a draft pick and one of those defensive prospects. A first rounder. A protected first rounder. So, what do you get? What do you get for Palmieri? It's got to be better than the Coleman deal, because let's no, be it's honest, it's got to be similar. Similar to? It's got to be a high pick this year or next. And a, an A plus prospect again. And an A plus, like if it's Boston, <clears throat> I try to squeeze a fucking defenseman out of them. Boston would... doesn't have a first pick overall; they just traded it. I'm trying to think what other. If it's Toronto, Toronto's another good one, but we'd have to take somebody back. Yes, and I think if they make a trade, they're going to do it in the summer. Like big name piece. Yeah, I think they need to. Okay, so there's that. So, with that. All right, so we just, we did the legit mashup of who we we don't have that much. There's like four guys. Who's, yeah, but who's you like, never know. You never know. Like you, you wouldn't have thought Coleman. You know, if someone comes calling for fucking Brett, if someone comes calling for the Zaka, I think all right, or Wood. You're, you know, like you're looking at somewhere in the middle of what we got for Green and Coleman <coughs> as your talking points for those young guys. Would uh, you'd be a little bit more lax to it? Look, if I'm, I'm just, I'm just saying, right? If if you're tossing wood out, if you got somebody, I'm just saying, like a Kreider back with an, a reasonable extension, because you still got the goal scoring, you still got some of the speed, but you have a hockey player who's not a crash test dummy. I would take that just to get the crash test dummy off the team. Yeah. Look, by all by all intent and purposes, he can he may be a great guy and he's got that he's got bits and pieces of hockey stuff. He hasn't pulled it together and it angers me. That's why he's languished on the fucking third line. You know what the thing is, I can't even think of in my brain a team that a a playoff team that what? would need wood. Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> Chuckles. Yeah. So we have four we we have like four ish people to let go that's not that much and the only unfortunate part is half of the people that were or three three of the guys are like it's like heart and soul people like you know yeah, but i know you know what on a shitty team you got you have, you have up here the question is what is the game plan for management what do you sell to the fans well no the, my, the whole thing is if you had to sit down with josh harris and david blitzer right and you go yeah you, know, you pass them in you pass them in the airport you pass them in the in the hallway and they're like yeah, what's going on, guys? How are you? You're uh, Dave, right? 
season ticket holder? Oh, yeah, come, I'm sure they would notice. Sure, that. whatever. So come here. Come come into one of these things. We got food and whatever. And well, whatever the game's going on. Let's sit down. What's your pitch to them on what this lineup should be? Here's my pitch from the top down. Yes. Okay. I'm talking. Yeah, I'll do the my same thing. My pitch is. Unless you want me to go first. Laviolette. Okay. No, because I'm sure we're going to say pretty much similar stuff. Sure. Laviolette. Mm-hmm. Scott Stevens, yeah. and if you can get him, Adam Oates. That's my coaching staff. Are you you getting off the Eliash train? Or Eliash. Either one I'm fine with. How about with. both? No, okay. no. One or the other, because they're going to be the skills, power play, <coughs> guru. coach. Okay. Right? right? Mm-hmm. So that's my coaching staff. You can keep Mike Rear on as the guy, you know, the middle guy. I don't really care. He doesn't bring anything to the who table. The f- who the hell would we bring in as goalie coach? That's my one big question. New goalie Mark. coach. I would look at Clemmer, Jacques Caron, see if they'll get him, if he can come back, if he would come back. Marty pulls the old, come on, pass the torch kind of thing to me. We'll do Where it is together. He is he on the I, island too? I think he's just, yeah, whatever. It's like fucking Jacques Lemaire. Uh, Lou, what do, you, what, what, do you, what do you need? I'm just going to hang out in Florida and be tan fucking, all year. My fucking tan lines. Hey, you, your team? Your team's lazy. All right. <laughs> then I would go. I would s- start there. And then on July 1st, mm-hmm. depending on how we finish on the draft, mm-hmm. and you win first overall, that's, that's awesome again. But um, <clears throat> I go and pitch. We have, one of the, we have a Hall of Fame defenseman. We have a Hall of Fame power play slash skills coach. We have a Hall of Fame goalie coach. We want you to be our next Hall of Famer. That's what I say to Peter Angelo. Okay. We want your number, which isn't going to be 27, unfortunately, to be hanging in the rafters. 72. <clears throat> okay. Just imagine, just before you go on, just imagine, right? All the numbers that are up there now, right? Those are Lou numbers, right? The next person that gets retired, let's just say Gusev has a monster, whatever. Can you just imagine, right? Three, four, 27, 30, 27, 97. <laughs> Ronick's number would be, up, would be up in Phoenix sometimes in the future, too. And he was 97. He was 97. Thank you. Think he'd bang his way up? Uh, yeah. Sorry. <clears throat> Go ahead. Yeah. Well, they'll be tapping him on the shoulder. Okay, <laughs> go. Go. Come on. Give me your sales pitch. So, All right, so I'm selling it with Peter, with Pitcher Angelo. Mm-hmm. I'm selling to him. You keep Palmieri. You let him keep his chemistry with, um, with Nico. Because they do have it. Yes, they do. We try to find with our $30 million or our draft picks someone that we can get for Hughes. Maybe maybe it's going to be Nolan Foote, a big guy that's a scorer you know, kind sure. of player. Maybe it's whoever we draft, if it's Alexei Lafonier or whoever, <clears throat> okay, to play with them. And then our defense, you have PK and Peter Angelo. You're going to have, if I can get rid of Butcher for something, an equal kind of trade, you know, like a Michael Delzato kind of equal where they're similar kind of trades. You know, you have Severson and uh, Kevin Ball. You're going to have Ty Smith and some veteran defenseman. You have Connor Carrick as your, your, your seventh defenseman. And then I sell it to the fans as bringing... 
the old with the new. And you have, I could picture the fucking video right now where you like, you have Scott Stevens coming out of like a, like out of the darkness with a red background and you have Eliash and you have, you know, ghosts of the past. And then you have on the other side, Nico Mm -hmm. Hughes, Blackwood, like Blackwood standing across from Brodeur. No, Elias standing across from like he uh, or somebody from Hughes. Yeah, you know you have Pedrant, and then you have Nico standing across from La Violette, and then you have Peter Angelo from Stevens standing across from Stevens. The Marty thing would be a little little tough because it's like, what you really you're, you're calling the next Brodeur? No, but we're I saying get, bringing. I, yes, I, you're bridging it. You're bridging, bridging two generations. The, the red and the black. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, <clears throat> my whole thinking when I wrote this question down, uh, we're prep, over an hour right now. I'm just the devils. No, we're not. No, 40 minutes. Okay. <clears throat> um, yeah, mine, this whole thing blew up because of the stupid trades, but yes, I would say yes. in the coaching staff with regards to the Eliash and the, uh, the Laviolette and the Stevens and all kind of things saying that that has to be your season ends exit interviews happen. A week later, those guys are brought in because you you gotta you gotta take that first step to go. You know what? Going into the draft, this is what we got. Yeah. And and you name Fitzy permanent GM. I don't think you let him go through this um, trade deadline to make these kind of moves to give it to somebody else, like a Lombardi or a um, um, whoever whoever uh, who's that assistant GM out in Arizona. It sounds like one of our old uh, goalies, Binghamton. Or something like that, or some other guy. Uh, Devils Insiders were talking. They had a whole list. I tried to use their um, their Google Doc for stuff, but didn't come out. But I don't think you let anyone else come in um, to take that GM spot. It, it's Fitzy's job to lose right now. Um, you know, your first line. You got to keep you you keep Palmieri. You find somebody. Maybe if, if it's going to be Hughes, Zajac, and Gusev. I don't know. I don't know if you push Zajac down to the third line and still do like a Wood and and Zajac and, and a somebody, but somebody and like a Joey Anderson, but somebody that's going to be good on the penalty kill as well. Um, you know, you what you have left is really you have to figure out who your fourth line is. No, I, I think the fourth line is good right now. I don't know, but I don't know if 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 Laviolette wants a Hayden and a and a and a Rooney and a, and whoever else is is going to be. Well, in Laviolette that spot. had Hayden. In Nashville. Nashville, so maybe. The other part, too, is you bring in Laviolette. He knows PK. He let PK fly a little bit, all that kind of stuff, so PK may have a little bit more um, confidence in his own personal game with this team. You can kind of see it now. He's getting going, but it's like that. Oh, you mean when he doesn't take a slap shot, he scores? Or breaks his stick. Um, Took a wrist shot, scored a goal. Defensively, I like you said, I, I would definitely throw money at Petrangelo with, with a whole, look, we have a bunch of kids, but guess what? I, I'm literally taking what ownership and, and um, Fitzy are saying, is that you have men on this team, or you have boys and men on this team. We need a mix of everything. Mm-hmm. And the fact is, we aren't winning, okay? We need to win. I heard we need to win when they fired Shiro. You know what that said? 2020, 2021 season is a make or break playoff. 
I don't care if it's wild card or whatever. Not a Stanley Cup, playoff. 2021-2022, playoffs. If you miss one somewhere in the next year, playoffs. This team has to be centered in the fact of that right. we're not rebuilding and we're not a cup contender. We need, we're need three, four, five players, draft picks, combo of whatever, away from being a consistent playoff team. And then we'll worry about getting to the cup. Then, then again, you can go on a fucking streak and win the cup. Look what St. Louis did last year. Yeah, that's going to be the Riley cry for every <clears throat> fucking team now. But I think you start off with a coaching staff that has a clear vision of what this team needs to be. You need a GM that has a clear vision. And I've hear, and I've heard Pierre Lebrun on, in, a, in his athletic article when he interviewed him saying, this is the first time I've heard something from the Devils organization. And I don't think this was a swipe, but just a clear thought. There's a process. There's a game plan. There's a This is what you want this team to be, and you're going and doing it. Right. With Shiro, it was like he was running circles around stuff. You kind of figured what he, what he was trying to do. Shiro did a slow and easy wins that race, and he might have been going too slow. Yeah. With, why'd you let him handle the whole trade if you knew this shit was going to happen? With Fitzgerald, it's more of that I get where we're at. This is my game plan. This is how I'm doing it. Right. He's, he's showing through action, not words. I've, and that's why I say give it to him. Give him a yeah, two. Give him like a two year. You can't let him do all this work and not and go see. Like it. you can't let him literally plant bombs and then you're gonna go. All right, we're gonna go with this guy for the GM. You know, like because wait a minute, I I I, I, built, I, I, I built, built this, this shit. Yeah. But I mean, stranger things have happened because if you look at Philly, Ron Hextall built a lot of what that team is now, and they didn't like the way he was handling Kata Hot. Hot. And they fucking chicken them. Meanwhile, everybody says goalies and defensemen take a little bit longer well, that, than wingers to grow. And like, he, that and he fucking cleaned up the fact that they were literally pressing the ceiling of the cap. And he gave them some breathing room. But So, I mean, I, I would have gone longer, but fucking goddamn Fitzy put bullet holes in my game plan. <laughs> but we do have similar stuff. It's not... Do, my my whole thing is obviously I renewed as a season ticket holder for two years thanks to Tracy's convincing, going that must for have been hard, huh? That must have been hard. Well, she just said basically you're paying this year's price in two years. If we win the cup next year and they raise the price tenfold, you're still paying cheap fucking tickets from two years ago for for a year and a half. Where, where, where's the, you know, where's the ouch for that? Then again, for the, me, I'm one year away from fifteen, which means another ten year jersey. So I'm okay. stuck with that. And then, because of that, you have to get it in your 16th season, so I'm fucked with that. So I'm really signing up for four years. So, who knows? Maybe by then we'll be good. Yeah. I'm hoping so. Uh, NHL news and notes. Uh, Paul Maurice, one of your uh, head coaching candidates, re-signs with the Jets. Um, are you hoping he gets fired in the offseason to <laughs> no, potentially be I think a- I think he went through a lot of the same shit. Winnipeg, I mean, is not really good right now. Would but you, I think that they're they're going through the same kind of locker room distractions that we went through the beginning of the year with Buffalo. So I got a question for you, right? Would you go to Winnipeg and go, I have a first? And like a high first, like our pick or like Arizona's if they really shit the bed. Would you go to Winnipeg and go, I'll trade you a first for Line? No. No. Really? I don't think that's the kind of player we need right now. You want like now? If you turned around and said, 
I will trade you Vancouver's first for a Drew Doughty. Where'd he end up going? I think I might have had it in here. He's still he... in L.A. He's still in L.A.? Uh, so he's a potential trade. Anyway. If you gave me that, if you turned around and said, Vaughton in our first for Johnny Goudreau, I would say, yeah, I'll I'll do that. I'd be okay with that because now you have Nolan Foot, who's going to be a monster. He's like six six with a fucking shot. Right. I can picture him playing with Jack and Johnny Hockey. You and 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 you, that's your second slash first line. And let, let's be honest, the way Brat's playing with Palmieri and Heischer. We're back to two lines. Yep. You get somebody on that third line with with Zajac and 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 Gusev, who's listen, for for that line to replace Coleman, you need somebody with a with a somewhat similar hockey IQ as Gusev. I'm sorry, but you need to clone. You, use your fucking analytics, clone Gusev, and figure out who that next player is. Yeah, I use because I'm still trying to figure out why they don't put Hughes with him, but I, I, I think just, it's defensively. I, again, with with Gusev, I go if he can reproduce what he's doing this season and like a portion of next season, another two years. Anyway. Um, Jeremy Roenick, whoosh, gone. NBC Sports fires him. He'll get a job. He'll do a podcast again. Everybody was like spitting chiclets. <laughs> no. He had a podcast before spitting chiclets he became did. big. Yeah, and then he just stopped doing it. It was him and Billy Jaffe. That that was the first podcast. That I started to really listen to. For hockey? For hockey. Uh, let's see, what else? Doug Armstrong. If you didn't see, uh, Jay Bomister basically. Oh, my God. Gary Fisher did on the bench. He fucking had a heart attack on the bench. Yeah. They, Thank they, God for Anaheim's uh, crew. I Th- thought, I, I think about, like, all the rinks that I've ever been into. And if that ever happened on the ice, like, in a non-NHL environment. Mm-hmm. That person's fucking dead. Like, I know every rink, especially here in New Jersey, uh, has a defib. Yes, they had a defib there, too, which I, they yeah, had to but use on they them. carry it. And I know that when I was coaching two away games, we had to bring the defib. Like, it sat on yes. the bench. But, like, a men's league game at 1030 at night, oh, no. fucking, that guy's dead as a motherfucker. But it, I, it's good. But I, I can't see Jay Bomester playing again. No, they said in a couple of weeks there's plans on his his uh, his future and stuff. The the moment that comment came out about Joe Muse, he's fine. He's whatever. He's he's doing this, that, and the other thing. And as soon as they said that line, in a couple of weeks we'll have a, a discussion about what his future is. As soon as I read that, I was like, he's done. He has to be done. I can't think of – I mean, when it happened to Yerry Fisher, he never played again. When it happened to Rich Peverly – he never played again. And Bo Meester's at the, like, the end of his career. Right? Yeah, I mean, it's, he's, still, he's still very, very good. <clears throat> he, got a, he has his ring. Yeah. Look, health, at this point, health, family over, over team. You got, you, you, you got your bank. cup. You got your cup. You got your ring. You're done. You're good. Thank God Jay Bo, Joe, Joe Bo Meester's still here. Man, and thank really you for. Butchering that name. <sighs> Joe Bo Meester? Jay, Jay Bo Meester. Joe's Grab House Bo Meester? Yeah, sure. And then thank God for the Is that Anaheim. Henry Rowan, Rowan Gartner, Rowan, 
Rudenhauser. You know what, Dave? You are number one in my... <laughs> you're the number one slot here on this podcast. Right, right, Too bad right, you're not number two. Right next to the, <laughs> the the pointer one and the ring one, you're number one. Yeah, you're number one. Uh, Bobby Ryan just came out recently uh, about his transparency of, of his alcohol addiction. Good for him. I guess it's one of your the, the steps in it to where it's like you need to own what's going on. Although... What he's been, ha- what he's going through, I think, is probably very public in Ottawa. I would assume, or very public in the NHL. What ish? What ran through my head is: Did you see who was in the crowd watching the Ottawa game? No, I did not. The owner? Who? Mel Gibson. Is it really best to have Bobby Ryan discussing his problems with alcohol, and then they shoot up to the owner's box, and there's Mel Gibson? The only thing that would be the icing on that cake is if Bobby Ryan somehow is of Jewish heritage because that just puts it in a nice little package to have that happen. Bobby Ryan has dealt with a <laughs> lot of shit from childhood to now. Yes. His dad went to prison for like beating his mom and shit and they ran away and then he came back, changed his name. Like He, he went through a lot of shit. And I mean, add on top of that, he got paid a boatload of money by Ottawa for a couple of good seasons he strung together. And then he hit the wall, whether it was the alcohol or just the game catching up to him. You know, the pressure from that and everybody writing articles about how horrible he was. And But the other part, too, is that's Canada, right? That's Canada yeah. media. Like here, it's just like whatever. And it's different because if he was on the Rangers, he'd probably get the same stuff. You move over to our side on the island for the Devils, it'd be like, Bobby Ryan, uh, who? local local boy makes good, yeah. scores a goal. <laughs> local boy gives out can of food to homeless guy <laughs> walking out of arena. What dances with Earl in the alley? Hey, see, so yeah, good for good for Bobby Ryan, good for uh, Jay Bowmeister. <sighs> On to some trades that have happened. Uh, Kings in Vancouver, Canucks acquired. Tyler Toffoli from the Kings in exchange for Tim Schaller, second-round pick in 2020, and the rights to unsigned draft choice Tyler Madden, which is, um, what's his name's kid? John Madden. Yep. And a conditional fourth-round pick in the 2022 draft. At that time, the Canucks forward Brock Besser. Besser, fractured rib. Michael Furland out for the remainder of the year with a concussion. Um, Who won that? trade i would say vancouver right because well he's a free he's a ufa but they needed to to fill that spot phil 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 to foley um, because Besser's probably going to be out till about the last week of the season and tyler to played really well with tanner pearson back in the 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 golden days of la so it kind of fits there and but I, I could see a Tyler Toffoli after this season. I would throw some money at him, but uh, I could see him going like Anaheim. Staying West Coast boy. Yeah, I think he's a, he likes the sun. Uh, Senators trade Dylan DeMello to the Jets for 2023rd. Just a depth defenseman for them, especially since they're not going to have a big buff. Sharks deal Brendan Dillon. To Washington, exchange for a second and a third. Did you see the video of that when he played for the Sharks? Oh my God! He's like, is this going to be your last game? Yeah, and I, he started uh, like when you bring it up like that. <laughs> I 
I just think if like people trash talking him on the ice, like you fucking pussy. <laughs> Montreal Canadiens trade Marco Scandella for like the ten thousandth time this year or something like that, right? Yeah, but they got they got a second. They traded for him from Buffalo. They traded a fourth round pick to Buffalo for him, and then flip him like a fucking property brothers, <laughs> and fucking got a second round pick for him. Twenty twenty second and a conditional twenty twenty one fourth. If Scandella resigns with the Blues or wins two playoff rounds, Canadians receive a fourth. Otherwise, they will only get a second. Montreal also retains fifty percent of Scandella's four million dollar cap hit. Uh, the uh, Golden Knights acquire defenseman Alec Martinez from the Kings for two seconds. Not two seconds of time. Oh, two two second seconds? round picks. What the fuck is he talking about for two <laughs> seconds? Did he get traded again? Uh, Andre Case. That's a good pickup by them. To Boston. He's another one of their defensemen that they don't have. Other than Nate Schmidt, maybe, and, and Shea Theodore, they're not like superstar defensemen. And he just adds to this stability. Like right now, they have three solid pairs of defense. And John Merrill is one of them. Fucking John Merrill. <laughs> Fucking John Merrill. Uh, let's see. Winnipeg trades a conditional 21 fourth-round pick to Vegas for Winnipegger Cody Eakin. Fourth becomes a third if Winnipeg makes the playoffs or re-signs Eakin. Uh, and we can remove Saku Koivu from the trade market. He has told Minnesota he's stay, staying a la Travis Ajak to GM, intern GM Fitzgerald. And then, of course, there's that talk about Parisi going somewhere and this person and that person. Hey, what about the coaching change? Bruce Bordreau doesn't last. You are fired. I guess him listening to 31 Thoughts on the way here. I guess him and Garen. Billy Garen really didn't get along. <laughs> did you did you hear how he left? No. Bill Guerin like knocks on the door or whatever, or calls him up or something. When you come in, come to my office or whatever. You, no, no, I'm sorry, that was wrong. That was a different story. Um, walked into his office, closed the door, and literally, board uh, Boudreau was like, "Are you going to fire me?" And Guerin was like, "Yes." Boudreau, are you fucking kidding me? And he walked out. <laughs> well, here's the here's what they said. It's because. I guess Minnesota is playing better. Yes. And Bill Guerin saw it as if he pulls us out of this tailspin and I somehow to. I have to keep him. Yes, I have to give him years So of I money. might as well yeah. just you know, do it now. But that is that I, that is the funniest thing. Are you going to fire me? Yes. Are you fucking kidding me? And he walks out of the room. <laughs> so add him to the list of coaches. That- you re- you would well to any team or to our list? Does he replace the Elaine Nazardine spot? So we have at least three to talk about? No. I re- I, I don't want Bruce. He's never won. I have I have a... Outside of wanting LaViolette, I really, really don't want some asinine coach that does that's, you know... I don't want some hot-to-trot fucking college guy, some hot-to-trot no. U20 guy that's like... He's right there being a head coach. No. No, we need we need old blood. I want a veteran. Yep. So the Olympics. Good day since the 40th anniversary of the miracle. Yes. Still get fucking douche chills every time I hear Al Michaels. Do you believe in miracles? Oh. Yes. Awesome. Fucking Kurt Russell should have won an Oscar for that movie. 
It's a great movie. Even though it's a little historically inaccurate, but it's a great movie. Um, apparently, the Olympic Committee, the ICC, mm-hmm. the IOC, sorry, um, and the NHL have had prelim talks about sending the players to the Olympics in, what is it, 2022? Yeah, because this year's the Summer Olympics. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, the big issues were the insurance. Corona, coronavirus? Yeah. <laughs> Insurance issues, us having to pay for that. Uh, the fact that the, I think the biggest issue for the NHL, it's not shutting down the season. It's us shutting down our season for this great tournament, and not which, a which grows penny. the game. And A, it's not even about the penny. It's about the NHL cannot use anything. Footage-wise from that? Footage-wise, picture-wise, nothing. Which is dumb. So you're going to use our players to grow the game in China, to grow the game, and then not even let us use our own players to sell the game to either our fans or to, to our, our fans league. or to the global to <laughs> yeah. sell our league globally. So I I think they're they're ironing that out, but it would have to go to the NHLPA. If they agreed and came to some agreement, the NHLPA would have to agree as well, which means they'd have to open up negotiations and add it to the CBA. But in the future, we will look at future what Canada and USA would look like roster-wise. How many shows is this? Is this the, is this the summer uh, season? That might be a good summer one because we might have more news on that. Uh, we could skip this one because Ovi just tied it. Well, congratulations to Alexander Ovechkin getting a seven hundred against our New Jersey Devils. And did you did you see the shot? Like the the slow mo of that yep. shot, a slap shot pings off the post and instead of going out, fucking went in. Yeah, bar down. And My then, God, that's a sniper for you. Now, how do you feel about it? Do you think he sh- he'll beat Gretzky? I don't think he'll beat Gretzky. He's 194 goals off. And that's like 40 to 50 over the next f- four years to get to that point? I don't think so. I think he gets top three. If he does tw- if he does 30 to 40 goals in the next like four years and then skips off to Russia to be like Ilya. Part of me wants to see him do it because... I mean, after him, nobody else is going to do it. No, no one's going to get close to it. Maybe McDavid. McDavid might get close. What, if he stays in Edmonton or goes somewhere else? In general, he might do it. Um, But a big part of me doesn't want to see Gretzky's record go down. Because I think it's that, like, you you don't want to see your hero Mm. knocked down. And, like, I grew up watching Wayne Gretzky. You know, like, granted, when he was the great one, you know, scoring 90 goals a year... But the other the other thing too is that defense now plays a role in in player scoring and stuff. So Ovechkin's hundred ninety four potential additional goals is quote unquote tougher to get oh, than Wayne Gretzky's Absolutely. kind of thing. So it is and it isn't though, because I think if you put Ovechkin and this is one of those fucking, you know, will Rocky beat uh, Mike know, Tyson, Mike Tyson <laughs> kind of things. Right. But like, if you were to put Ovechkin. In the era of Gretzky, would he be scoring those goals? Absolutely. But I think it 
it would be easier for him to score goals, but it would be harder for him to stay healthier because you're talking about a time when a two-handed slash was just like, ah, fucking shake it off. Oh, I blinked when he it wouldn't, happened. He wouldn't have had as many power play opportunities as he does now. Now, granted, somebody will say, well, Gretzky was a fucking 160-pound weakling, which he was when he played. But he also had Marty McSorley, who wasn't, mm-hmm. next to him. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if Ovechkin would have been as efficient back then. Like, would he have been like a Bore where he was so fast that eventually somebody's just going to take his fucking legs out? Which you don't see anymore. Could he beat it? If if his in, if his interest is still there. I say if he ever to win us another cup, that interest drops dramatically. One cup, he's fine with. I think his liver's okay this season. Um... It would be nice that if he made 190, that 196th goal in a season he won the Cup, that's a perfect excuse to, to bow, out, bow out and say see ya. I just don't want to see Gretzky's record. I mean, I know he owns like 98% of the fucking record book. But but out of any person in the current NHL to take his record? No. I would I would be okay with him being top three. I think because that's uh, he's going to get yeah, older. And I'm the, all right. I'm all right with that. And the forty to fifty goal th- pace, he's not going to maintain. But like, would people like, like if you you weren't alive and you weren't really a hockey fan during Gretzky's like fucking mm. like what people can't wrap their head around when you have to think about it is like Ovechkin's got forty goals. <clears throat> he's probably got what twenty something assists. Like, Gretzky, A, had 50 goals in 39 games. That's never getting touched. That same season, he scored, like, 92 goals. He had 122 assists. So it wasn't like he was just like a, oh, man, he's got 60 goals and 20 assists. He had 92 goals to go with 192 points. Add that together. The Devils will probably not score 214 points as a team. Way to beat it down. I'm just telling yeah, No, I am. Yeah. It's uh, Yotes in trouble again. Aside from a tailspin since they've acquired Taylor Hall, the team is being now investigated for fitness testing snafu with prospects. Uh, which is Undrafted a big, prospects. Un- is a, with a big no-no draft in the eligible. Rumor has it the team has tested over 20 prospects and that if it is true, they're looking at a very hefty fine per prospect, which may include losing prospects. Yeah, that's a that's that's something else a team does not need when they're trying to fight for a playoff is constant saying, hey, you lost by two goals. But, hey, have you heard anything about those prospects, your team? Well, no, I mean, it it, it makes you wonder how long they've been doing this, because if you look at some of their draft picks, the last like two or three years, they've really gone a little bit off the board. Where like, oh, you know, this guy's projected. Well, well, he was projected to be a second round kind of guy and they're taking him. And now you look at it and go, why the fuck would they take that guy? It's kind of like knowing, like cheating. It is fucking cheating, but it's kind of like knowing. It's not Houston Astros cheating. Yeah. (laughs) 
Every every fucking guy in that team. If this was hockey, oh my god, every guy would have to answer sla- the bell. Slash their fucking nuts. And the every guy. Call it. <clears throat> but apparently the fine is something like $250,000 per incident. So that's in the mills now. And then they're talking about losing their draft picks. I can't see them taking away their first round pick, which is ours. Yeah, it's. But if they did, maybe the league would give us compensation in the sense of a first round, but not not one of those no, like what where we get somebody off of their roster. Oh, who would you pick, Oliver Ekman Larson? I don't know. I would fuck it. Yeah, he's getting older though. I'd want somebody that's young and dumb and full of yeah. pucks. Maybe like a Jeff Chickering player who's like a, a good, solid, young defenseman, which adds to the whole Scott Stevens. Yes, it's, see, you got a plan. You, you're going to be the faux assistant GM. I wish. Mm. I'd do that job. Yeah, pay, being paid, what, 20 grand a year? <laughs> <laughs> Not better. Okay, trade deadline, as the trade deadline looms, buyers and sellers. Um, do you still consider Boston a buyer yes. considering they? Yeah. <clears throat> okay. The, the, I wouldn't be surprised if you see Boston going after Palmieri. Yeah, Palmieri's been Covey. there. And then, and then uh, Montreal's weighing the a one-year, one-point-plus, an incentive deal versus trade value for I also for read a rumor that they're looking at maybe trading price. Yeah, who needs to to like Colorado, right? I think that was a a, mm-hmm. a something that has some smoke to it. Um, they have I'm, a history of trading goalies, <laughs> franchise goalies in Montreal. I don't think Price would have a problem with that, considering that Montreal doesn't seem very playoff bound. I'll tell you what, I'll take Carey Price. You want to? I'll I'll give you Blackwood, Votnin, one of our firsts. How how much does Price have left? Oh, he got like not seven more years at like ten million dollars a year. And how old is he? He's in his mid twenty-ish. I want to say he's like twenty-six. Really? I would have yeah. pictured yeah, he looks long, old as shit. As long as I've heard the name Carey Price, he like he's near forty. Yeah, but he came in the league at like eighteen. Oh, yeah, so he's got some legs on him. Uh, Colorado, I'd say, yeah, they're, they haven't done anything yet. Right. So they're looking for people. Vancouver. Um, if they can find how to dump money somewhere. All right. He's 32. Never mind. I wouldn't give you that much. Dallas. Yeah. Dallas is making a push cause they're actually a halfway decent team. They could probably use, a another winger. And the Islanders. They're, the Islanders are like running a cusp, right? No, yeah, I would say the Islanders need another forward. Not They need a... a Bottom six? No. Top nine kind of guy. Hey, hey, Simmer's available. Maybe mm-hmm. Kobe. Sellers? Can you imagine a reunion tour? Trades big for, for, for Parisi. Gets Kovalchuk for the rest of the year. So, He's got green. Yeah, Montreal's going to be a seller. Rumors of Petrie, Kobe's definitely. If he doesn't re-sign, Kobe's definitely. Did you see that overtime goal that he freaking scored and the way he erupted? 
That's the way I erupted when Henrique scored on the Rangers. That's fucking passion. The fact that he that people were calling his career dead in L.A. Wrong. Yeah, he just needed to feel motivated. Uh, Kyle Connor from Winnipeg is rumored to be. I will take Kyle. Kyle I will Kyle take Connor. Kyle Connor. He, and he in just a heartbeat. He resigned to what, like four or something years yeah, right before. And he just scored his thirtieth goal. Okay, that's fine. I'll go. I'll, I'll be on board with that. I want goals. Kings, they got rid of Toffoli. They got rid of Martinez. Are they still sellers? I think they got like one or two more pieces left. That's like. Yeah, I don't know what they would sell, though. Oh, Jeff Carter. Yeah. Hey, Who's rumored to go back to Philly? Philly, yeah. Rangers, Kreider talking about either re signing or trading. That's like a really a deadline ish deal. He's the, he's the biggest piece right now on the market. Bigger than Palmieri? Yeah. Because Palmieri hasn't been scoring too much lately. So I think his. it's. After the Coleman trade, I, I think Palmieri's stock dropped he's, a little. He's all right. I think he's he's not. I think the biggest thing with him is why people don't consider Palmieri to be the, the biggest one. Because he's on our team. Because he's a Jersey guy. He plays for us Jersey. Um, he has some term left. Mm-hmm. So it's really not a priority for us we to trade We don't him. have to trade right, him. We don't have to. Or if we do, you're... You're paying a, a very good premium to get a guy with term. And I would think if the Rangers and the other one I left off, uh, I would think the Rangers would try to get rid of Stahl if they could. Hmm. But the other one I think that they would kind of come knocking on the door now. Is, there, there's, there's some smoke. I mean, he was a healthy scratch we today. We want smoke. <laughs> I got to have that smoke. The king, would he waive his no trade, considering he's got two young bucks fucking right under his butthole? Yeah. Would he waive to go somewhere? But I think he they have, have to ask. I think they have to ask him. Do you, you That call has to come tonight or tomorrow. Like, if we are offered anything of substance, would you go? And part of me would be like, it's so obvious that they're looking past him to these two other guys. Oh, absolutely. Whether or not he still so has it or the, not. The big picture is, do you, A, trade him now, give him a chance, get something. Might not be a lot because he does, he's got some money on his contract still. And he's, he's old. Through next year. Yeah. And he's old. Um, Or B, do you buy him out in the summer? It's too much. I don't think JD does that. I don't think just like us with, with buying Corey out. Would you pay two years of three mil dead money to buy him out? It'd be that's too much, right? But I'd, do you risk a carrying three goalies, which is a lot, and having Shishterkin be like, "What the fuck am I doing here?" And head back to Russia. Yeah, because look, you you may be a team player, but. Then again, it's, look, I got a taste of it. I like it. I see what you guys are kind of doing. And you're telling me you don't have a spot for me? It's Or I got to split every third game? It's going to hurt his overall. Because, again, these guys are looking for money, too. It's like, well, when my entry level's over and you screwed me, right? You know, I'm going to get a third of the money. So now what do you do? Like, do you trade Georgiev or whatever the fuck his Georgiev, name is? Georgiev, yeah. Again, you got another guy. Is Gorgiev more of a Shesterkin guy, or is he more of a um, who's the guy that they traded last time in Edmonton? That 
Cam Talbot. Yeah, is he or is he more of a Talbot where it's like? No, I think Talbot was good because of the defense in front of him, mm-hmm. Brodor esque. You know, whereas I think Georgia is a goalie. The problem is, again, like, do you trade him and go with Shosturkin mm-hmm. and Lundqvist as your backup? Do you let Lundqvist go? And have these two guys that are potential starters as your goalies going 50-50 on the starts? I think you have a big problem and not a good one because you have three guys that are saying, I'm good enough to be your starter. (coughs) And then it leaves. Yeah, and then what happens when you trade one and they take off? You're always going to be questioned. To me, this is not a good problem to have. It's a bad problem to have. It's a good problem if, in one sense that if, you have three assets and you really only need one. If you can trade Henry and if you can trade Lundquist and get a more than better decent a a second back, round pick and a pros- B plus prospect. B A minus prospect. And if you take more money, that goes up to a, a, a B plus slash A minus. The more you yeah, take you back eat some yeah. of his contracts. You eat a year of his contract. Or half of the year. So you it's, eat it's, three million. Yeah. Hmm. Good luck, New York. Not really. So shit, look at us, right? We got Corey, we got Blackwood, we have uh um Gills. Gil Sen, right? It's heating up in Binghamton, right? That's the Islanders are looking to trade their Russian goalie. He wants to come over. That would they there was talk that he was traded and then and Drager yeah. pulled it back and did an oops and then Bob and, and then Bob, Lebr- LeBron came back and goes hey we all have these problems yeah, Uncle it's Bob's okay. like oh we've all made these mistakes don't worry about it kid <laughs> and and then everybody was like okay that's fine whatever we're not gonna we're not gonna take him off want to talk some wrestling. AEW crowns a new women's cha- <clears throat> women's champion, Nyla Rose. Um, appar- she, uh... appar- apparently, uh, Val Venus um, has a little problem with this, um, considering that Nyla Rose is a um, transgendered individual. Is she? Yes. I did not know that. Neither, <laughs> neither did I, Johnny. <laughs> so you're saying she's got both parts. <laughs> she, yeah, it's, um, yeah. They, so was Val all upset when Tessa Blanchard won the heavyweight title too? I don't know. I don't remember there being such outrage over it. <clears throat> I did not know Nyla Rose was, was a man prior to this. Not that there's a problem with that. Not that there's any problem with that Seinfeld reference, but it's, it's but, wrestling. It's fake. Who gives two fucks? Yes. Look, if they can pour, if they can put, look, was anybody bitching about China back in this back in the day, or was it not done then because you know Triple H was having at it? Which one do you think is worse, Triple H having at it or X-Pac having at it? It's your choice. Um, but as quickly as AEW has, has come around, it's been over, a little bit over a year, they've finally now introduced little action figures. They're awesome looking. Yes, they are. They're like double, like, 
Like their chests move. <laughs> the arm actually moves in multiple spots like it's like supposed to. So it's more of like it looks better. I never saw. I thought like Kenny Omega was like a kid at Christmas when they showed him his. And he's like, <laughs> oh, man, I'm so glad you picked this outfit for him. It's, like, it's my favorite wrestling outfit. And then they showed him like the jacket and shit that he wears. And he was like, that's awesome. Did you look at Jericho's jacket? It's <laughs> the one with the spikes on it and shit. That's, and, they ha- and I think they're giving him the belt, too. So the AEW belt on an action figure looks pretty fucking cool, too. That's good, because the fucking jacked act or jukes action figures that WWE's had for years suck. Well, you know what they do now with them? The, the, the higher-priced ones have, like, multiple heads you can pop off. They have multiple hands you can pop off. Like, you don't need that shit. No. I will tell you, Although though, I still have my DDP one. I, I will go and I will buy some of these AEW, AEW things. Oh, of I, course you will. I will get an. I will get your, your your office at work doesn't have enough toys. I will get the Cody Rhodes one and I'll get the Jericho one. Maybe the Kenny Omega. I saw Mr. JMF one too. Uh, Looks you know which pretty. Which one I'm getting? Nyla Rose. <laughs> JMF. No. My boy Orange. <laughs> His action figure, yes. you better be able to put his hands in the fucking pockets. That's all I'm saying. No, the way they make him is like the hand is already on the thing and it's glued to it. You can't yeah, you move can't that move one arm. Hand, <laughs> oh. I totally forgot. Wait, you know what? Let me give you a thumbs up on that one. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, imagine that. A company that just started... Per- with their organization that's trying to go toe-to-toe with the big ones, puts out wrestling figures. I don't even know if Impact has them. AEW has them, and I will buy them. They're a little tad expensive, but hey, whatever. Um, apparently, Goldberg is taking on The Fiend. Oh, you mean the money? Which one's The Fiend? Uh, <laughs> um, uh, Bray Wyatt. I don't understand this at all. Like, are they trying to wipe out the whole fact that he had a concussion against the Undertaker and just trying to like what? What? What is this match going to be? Nothing. Right, he's going to spear him once. Yeah. He's going to sit up and like ha ha ha. He's going to laugh at it. He's going to Goldberg's going to gonna have a weird face. Jackhammer him. He's going to jackhammer gonna... him. <laughs> <laughs> How is there not a porn star named Goldberg? I don't know, but I. I, I... Look, I'm not the mighty hum- ducks, Goldberg. Talk about fucking <clears throat> uh, sad story. My God, but, uh, he's not big enough to he's be gonna a jack fucking winger. Him, pin him. He's going to kick out. Goldberg's going to do it again. Jackhammer him. Pick him up. I just don't. And then he's going to go for a spear. Miss and then got into it and go into Sister Abigail and that's it. It took me longer to explain it than that match should be. I don't, I don't understand. What are you going to do? You're going to give even the thing that bothers me about WWE that AEW doesn't have this problem (coughs) is what? Why am I going to watch this match? If I know you're never going to give the belt to put Goldberg. The, on yeah. Goldberg, yeah. like you're, I know it's fake, but suspend belief that it's fake and think these guys are fighting for a belt. Who's going to win this belt? And Goldberg did nothing to get a title shot. Who did he beat to get a title shot? 
Nobody. And AEW <laughs> right now, right. yeah, you know, Jericho's going to hold the belt. But you know what? They, he could drop it at any time. Who He fought that little fucking lion boy or whatever mm-hmm. his name is. Like, it was a good match. Like, to the point where I'm like, this would be a great idea. Like, like WCW used to do it too much <clears throat> where it would be the opening match and Jericho would, let's say Jericho loses the belt in the opening match. And then spends the whole show backstage trying to get it back and convincing for a rematch that you do now at the end of the show. That's what the W like. I know that they're never going to lose the fucking belt right on a, a raw or a SmackDown. Or if it does, it's one of those. Yes, your contract is up on Tuesday. So yeah, we'll let you win on a pay-per-view on Sunday, but you drop it on a Monday. But. And plus the other thing, too, is this pay-per-view, it's not a main pay-per-view. It's it a, is it's, now, though. It is? Well, how many more years do they have at this? Nine, uh, nine more? Nine or eight. It's not worth it. Now, also, the WWE is talking about outsourcing their pay-per-views to like ESPN Plus and, and other streaming services to pay full price for stuff. Like uh, like for UFC, they do it with with uh, ESPN Plus, but you're paying full price for the pay per view. So going from a nine ninety nine, that's not a plug for the WWE Network to go for sixty bucks for a pay per view. How many people think you think are going to just straight up drop the network? Yeah, I mean, I still have the network. If they said, "Oh, you got to go to Amazon now to fucking watch it or get Amazon Prime," no, I'm good. I'll just go. YouTube. I'll go the wink, wink, back alley way and figure it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, possible Sting comeback. There was talk about the Undertaker and Sting, right? But now I think it's more Undertaker, uh, AJ Styles. Why? Uh, there was talk that the Undertaker looks at AJ Styles and sees another like HBK ish yep. kind of figure in it, so that's why he'd want that kind of match. I don't want to see that match. I think what's it going to do? What what who, what's it going to do for? Like I ought, like. I, Again, listening. I haven't listened to the the Bischoff the mm-hmm. eighty three weeks. Eighty three weeks. Yeah, I have not listened to that in a while because I'm not driving as much anymore. And <clears throat> I, I'm looking at it, and and again, it's the greatest thing. Like I don't know why I I never like put the big picture in. Like, and then what? WrestleMania has become the fantasy pay per view where. Things like the world title with Lesnar and um, Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre. Um, you look at it and you know the fans want Lesnar's going to drop it to McIntyre. And, and then you ask the then what? Then I think there's going to be enough for McIntyre to, to keep going until Lesnar wants to get the thing back. But WrestleMania has become the who can we sign for the biggest money to go one on one? So, like, you think back in the day when uh, MTV had uh, the claymation thing with the uh, uh, crap, celebrity death match. celebrity death match, right? So you pit f- two celebrities in a genre and they kill each other, whatever. That's what WrestleMania has become, where it's like, what big names can we just shove in a show? Yeah, and then drop a guy like you know who deserves the the. You're gonna put somebody in there like um, Kevin Owens, right? Who could be rising superstar, everything else. And put him in a near squash match with whoever he's fighting. That should be a main event as like the pre-show 
thing yeah. because they're putting a Sting in Undertaker or AJ Styles in Undertaker or whatever. I wouldn't mind Sting in Undertaker. But years ago or today? I wouldn't mind it today if it had the proper build up build up slash it's got to be a gimmick match because these nobody wants to see these two fucking 60-year-old men run into each other. And just, oh, there it is. There's a stinger splash. Oh, he's going to do old school. Like, it's got to be something where, you know what? If this is going to be both of your last matches. Or close to it. you gotta, yeah. Go out with a fucking bang. Bang. <laughs> but I, I'll tell you, like, if you have AJ Styles and Undertaker at WrestleMania, my, my question is Hulk Hogan. Allegedly, he was getting his back repaired to do one, yeah. quote unquote, one more match. He wants to wrestle Vince. That's what I want to say. He does. Yeah, is he, that he the... wants his last match to be against Vince? When he was thinks... the last, when was the last time Vince was on TV? Yep, exactly. Apparently, there's stuff where like he hasn't been at Raw recently. Like he's. It's all about the XFL. Yeah, have you watched him in on that shit? No, because nope. it's on when I'm at work. Uh, sorry, like I didn't really watch it back in the day when our favorite radio personalities were doing pregame on it, which was the only reason I would watch it. I don't want to watch it now. I don't watch football, so I don't really give. I watch one football game a year. Super Bowl. Yep. Best commercial, you think? Uh, I don't know. I didn't really pay that much attention to it, but but what happens when AJ Styles and the Undertaker wrestle? Then what? AJ Styles probably loses unless this that's the Undertaker's last match, right? And then what? <clears throat> the Undertaker, He's already had his last match three fucking times. The Undertaker goes into the Hall of Fame and then AJ Styles sits there and goes, When are we getting the when are we getting my band back together and taking over the WWE according to the guys at High Sticks and Super Kicks podcast? <clears throat> so the only way that could go is AJ Styles wins. And then he that just claims that he beat the Undertaker as well, and that he deserves a shot. And then you have a triple threat match with Brock Lesnar, Drew McIntyre. Which now? No. You... No. Roman Reigns oh. and AJ Styles for the number one contendership because they all beat the Undertaker at WrestleMania. And Drew McIntyre, if he wins clean over Brock Lesnar, yes, it's a waste. Because then what? <clears throat> yeah. Well, then the, what? Brock goes away. Right. That's that's the storyline. Brock but, goes away, and then he comes back later. But then what do you do with him? All right, so now we got Brock this big, or, muscular, oh. Scottish guy as fucking champion. Then what? See? Then you, you would probably have to elevate um, Strowman. You have to. Because if he beat a guy like Lesnar, who is or a heavyweight, right? You bring in somebody like that as a heavyweight. See, like WCW never had this issue, right? So let's just say if Sting won the title or Lex Luger hit won the title or whatever, you still have Flair to fall back on. At the time, you had Vader well, to you would fall have back Rollins. on, right? Is 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 he okay to wrestle, or is his wrist still hurting? Look, that whole like arc of of him and and um your girl AOP. no and your and your girl ducky oh ducky lunch that arc the is, fucking man is done that arc is finished they're done they're, they're now at roman they're now at the roman reigns thing where it's like they peaked 
nobody cares about them anymore. Yep. They may put on a great show, but they're done. I said it before, and I'll say it again. You have to have Paul Heyman turn on Lesnar. Maybe he'll do that with uh, Mr. Matt Riddle. No, like that's what I would have happen. I would have, I would have. You open up Lesnar cost. I mean, uh, Heyman, Heyman cost Lesnar and pick up <clears throat> McIntyre as his new client, and then Monday he comes down to the ring, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Paul, Paul Heyman, Heyman, and I am the advocate for the reigning undisputed champion drew mcintyre and drew mcintyre comes down in a suit no (laughs) and he turns around and he becomes the heel again and he said i got all of you to get me into the wrestlemania match and now i have my manager and i'm gonna have the kind of i'm gonna i'm gonna have the brock lesnar contract you'll see me in two weeks and he walks out of the ring start here and then the next week, you'll have Paul Heyman's going to make a statement, blah, blah, blah. And he's going to talk about why he yeah. did it. And he was tired of Lesnar treating and, and, him and, and not you, listening to him. And then you build up Lesnar's part-time contract to a fact of the next time you see him is at a pay-per-view where he gets his rematch or, or, or a fight back or what have you. And Or you have him, you know, he ne- you have Heyman say he's never earned his stripes. I want him to work his way back up. The only problem with all this is that you take Paul Heyman away from Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar, who talks for him? He doesn't have to talk. That was his whole fucking gimmick. Yeah, but he had Paul Heyman to talk for him and and, and blow him up. You take Paul Heyman away, and then what? You just can't have Brock keep running to the ring, doing his little, you know, nut nut shake or whatever, and then him doing something and walking out. That's going to get tired. A lot. Who steps in? It won't get tired because he's not around. <clears throat> he won't be around as much. I but I, I don't want. I mean, not that I tune in now, but I don't want to tune in every week or every other week or every third week and seeing Brock Lesnar run to the ring, beat the crap out of him, and walk out, or or you know have a vignette of him pulling Paul Heyman by the tie into like a little lake or some shit. You know what I mean? Like, it's not. I mean, I just don't think it's hard to find somebody. To be his mouthpiece or something? To be his mouthpiece. Put, uh, what's his name? Bring Sable. It's a mouthpiece of a different kind. Matt Riddle pissing people off left and right. (laughs) This This isn't how you make your name in the WWE. I don't think it's a bad idea. Yeah, but that's... If you if you don't know the story, apparently Matt Riddle likes to go on Twitter and call fucking wrestlers out, like Goldberg... And fucking Brock Lesnar. Didn't Lesnar like shoot him down and goes like basically it's not him. happening, kid. That's all he said. He goes, I would never wrestle you ever. <laughs> but it's a good idea because you know what? If you get enough people to follow you, Vince knows where the heat is. He's not gonna look you know, ignore it. You know what happens if this happens, right? You're gonna Vince is gonna go to Brock and go, listen, you, you wanna squash this real thing and the thing? We'll put you in the mat. No, no, no. We're going to put you in the match. Whatever happens, whatever happens. Yeah, you can I, see that legally. I, somehow I would see Brock Lesnar looking down at Matt Riddle's feet, seeing that he doesn't have a boot on, and just stomp the shit and break his toes. And then when he can't wrestle, he gives him the F5, goes home. 
What's and, that fucking arm bar thingy he used to put on people? I don't know. But, so I would just have Lesnar put that arm bar on him, yeah. like where, and they're like real close where you can't really see. And Lesnar just goes, "Bye bye, motherfucker." Goes, you know, I could really break your arm right now. You're gonna tweet about that? <laughs> just yeah. He's gonna go up for a suplex and go. This is gonna hurt, pal. Ready? <laughs> where do I send your wheelchair? You're looking at the real deal. No, sorry. Why has Matt Riddle's pants turned... Oh, never mind. He's got a puke. MJF attacked from the crowd. Apparently the person who attacked him, which was apparently unscripted, <clears throat> Frankie Kazarian, took, oh, it, took, it, took it upon himself to hood himself up or whatever and attack him for whatever, just to... Because he figured, ah, oh, this is a good good thing to do. That's one Good thing. Idea. That's one thing I don't like about AEW. Like, if if you're gonna tr- do something like that, there was there wasn't like a side thing, right? You put a hood on. You don't know who it is, and somebody attacked him. Okay. Well, it could always be brought back. Is later. Is there a storyline? I don't. It think could always so. be brought back later. I like what AEW is doing. The last time I think they were some down somewhere in Memphis or like in the south somewhere, they brought Missy Hyatt back for like a day. <clears throat> what? No, no, no. You're thinking of the wrong person. Missy Hyatt did not do anything with DDP. That was the uh, Nitro Girl chick with DDP. Kimberly. Yes. <clears throat> so I like what they do with their bringing back the old territory WCW stuff. They're not putting them in matches and all that kind of stuff. Yes, I know, DDP, but DDP at 50 is probably as good as DDP when he had his run in WCW. When he made his way up. Blasphemy. <laughs> he can... Dude... The 50-something-year-old dove off the top rope. Yeah, into 75 people. That's okay. If you were in your 50s, would you try that? I'm in my 40s, and I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to get up from this couch too fast. Okay. So, yeah, because you're going to get dizzy. cough in my body. <laughs> so you do DDP yoga for like a year, and then maybe you can jump off the oh, top rope. Maybe I'll become a wrestler. Oh. You want me to manage you? I'm a Paul Heyman guy. <laughs> Come on, as the high sticks and super kicks, whatever. <clears throat> and the question you have is, uh, who do you feel? This is a discussion of peace. Who do you feel is an underrated wrestler at the moment? And by underrated, you describe it as a wrestler's ability to wrestle multiple styled matches, as well as put a good promo together. Underrated? Oof. I think the Miz is highly underrated. It's amazing why they don't put it. The Miz has a Jericho esque yep. thing to him that he can obviously manipulate, and I still can't, in the back of my mind, ever remember seeing him on the Real World on MTV. I, I can't remember him on the Real. World. I can't. And that fucking Real World Road Rules Challenge. He was huge in that. Um, <clears throat> I would agree on the Miz, Finn Balor. Another another guy who, in a very large group like like a Sting, had a huge cult following elsewhere, comes to the WWE and looks like I'm just a number before I was Finn Balor or whatever his stage name Why was. Why not have time. him and AJ in a fucking <clears throat> WrestleMania match? I think the, Rusev is fucking underrated. He deserves something for having to go through this whole... Lana. And now they're doing the same fucking storyline where Mandy Rose and the fucking 
fat dude from Human Wrecking Machine or whatever the hell they're heavy machinery. Otis. My man. If I ever have a gut that big, kill me. <laughs> Look, if I have a gut that big and it's getting me to talk to Mandy Rose. Okay, that's yeah. uh, that's fine. I don't care if it's fake. If I could touch them, they're real. I'll tell you what, she's hot, but man, she looks damaged. There's, there's do you see of, in her? Do you see in her soul and there's find a lot of, there's a lot of miles. Uh, my goodness, wrong show. Now, um, now the other one, who? The other blonde, Liv Morgan. Allegedly, they were. I don't know if it was her, those two Mandy Rose and Liv Morgan, but they were supposed to have a Lana-like no. angle that was supposed to be lesbian-ish. It was supposed to be Mandy Rose and uh, Ruby Riot, or the uh, one with the shaved head, yeah, who is Riot. a lesbian in real life. Yeah, Lace. No, not Lacey. Somebody. I. I. I and that they pitched it, <clears throat> and the WWE was like, no. And then they just flipped it to Lana, um, Lashley, and Rusev. <clears throat> I. Anybody on the undercard is probably underrated. EC3. I don't gone. care. I don't. He's gone. Really? Good. You know where he should go? A- go to fucking AEW. Jericho, I guess, posted a picture of him. Well, they oh. also posted a picture of Randy Orton and looking at Right, the- but Jericho and, like, clock is ticking kind really? of thing. AEW missed out on some guy. that He went to Impact. It was, like, a, like a uh, an indie guy that was, like, probably highly Marty, rated. Marty, right? No. no, he went to Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor. Which is, ama- it amazes me, right, that there's so many of these wrestling organizations out there, right? Like, Ring of Honor's been out there for a while. Impact's been out there for a while. What? I mean, yes, I know Impact has a TV deal, but apparently, like, every year they change channels. Change channels. So I, and people, you know. But why doesn't Ring of Honor have a TV uh, deal with something? Unless they just want to do straight online that you got to pay for, what have you. Because maybe they don't want, yeah, maybe they don't want the middleman. Maybe they want the straight, like, you go on our website and you can watch it and that money goes right to us. Sure. It's just that it's Ring of Honor and uh, New uh, and New Japan Pro Wrestling kind of stuff. All of that is by word of mouth. But I think if you really want to go somewhere, AEW is a spot HSK, to go. HSSK podcast. Of course. <laughs> we, we will be the official whoever for whoever wants to work with us. Except for the WWE. Did you hear um, uh, Mrs. Guerrero, who is not necessarily affiliated with the WWE anymore, but showed up on an AEW dark oh, match that- thing, and the WWE no longer allows their wrestlers to go on her podcast? Oh, well, the fucking story about the devils tying our podcast together into a perfect end. Tuesday was supposed to be WWE night. Yes. And bobblehead knife for and PK Subban. And PK's wearing a Ric Flair robe in it, which makes no sense. But the fact that it's WWE night, kind of bringing the two together. Yep. And it just disappeared. There was no WWE night. Could it be because AEW on March 25th, free plug, is hosting their first live event in the New York area? And it's in Newark, New Jersey. Newark, New Jersey. Right and here in Newark, New Jersey. And they're punishing the, the building. Okay. By not having WWE night. I've also heard opposites were arenas 
are being approached by AEW that also have the WWE, and, and the arenas no. are saying no because, because we don't want to piss Vince off. Exactly. That's why they're probably not playing the Garden, and they're playing Newark. And they don't want to lose the fucking, what's it called? The Barclays Center, because that's their big like SummerSlam area. It is stupid. It is so childish and stupid. To me, a again, wrestling, so wrestling. fan. Huh? <laughs> but then again, so is wrestling. Yes. And at 40, it's even worse. You're talking about the company that gave us the hurricane. And Simon Dean. Remember Simon Dean? Yeah. Remember Simon Dean? And Eugene. All great people outside of... And the Bushwhackers. Which is fine. They, were, they, they got their middle push. And... Hurricane and Typhoon. Chuck and Billy. <laughs> yeah, those Attitude Era team. And the Mean Street Posse. Yeah, but didn't the Mean Street Posse get us... Uh, the uh, Not the Miz. Um, Dolph Ziggler? No. That's the Spirit Squad. Oh, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> so, child issues. Wow. And Eight? Katie Vick. Who? Katie Vick, remember? No. That's the one Kane banged in the coffin? No. I don't oh. oh, boy. Look it up, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, boy. There's your homework that, assignment, That's folks. one of those, what the fuck am I watching? You're talking about the company that had May Young give birth to a hand. <laughs> My bad. I'm using the word childish. HSSKpod.com. <laughs> I'm just going to start naming. Every time you talk, I'm just going to start naming random. Uh, PMS. Uh, <laughs> Sexual chocolate. Uh, right to censor. Uh, who else was it? The Nation of Domination. Well, they had the rock in it, so you can't knock that. Player FM, Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Podbean. We're on Facebook and Twitter at HSSK Pod. The Boogeyman. I'm the Boogeyman. <laughs> if, if Vince went to you and said, I'm paying you six figures, can you eat worms? What would you say? I'd say, are they the candy worms? <laughs> That's what I would say. The master lock. <laughs> He'd probably still be great in wrestling, but if he didn't have too many freaking concussions and went that way you're to research about, it. No, see, you're talking about Chris Nowinski. Yeah, he did. The Harvard guy. Two different people. Chris Masters, Chris Nowinski. Two different people. Fucking Chris. Chris Nowinski went on to become like the leading professor for fucking CTE. And for some strange reason, I hear Chris Nowitzki, and the first picture that comes up in my mind is Jack Swagger, a.k.a. Hagger. <laughs> which, we the people! Which Dustin Rhodes calls out on TV to Hagger, going, are you going to wrestle at all, or are you just going to collect a fucking paycheck? It's a good one. Gold dust. <laughs> Stardust. Stardust was a little off. But look what I got him. Stardust became owner of a fucking competitor, Vince McMahon. Superheroes in training. <laughs> the BWO. Hugh G-Rection. <laughs> Brother Booker. Brother Booker. I forgot about that. I forgot about that. Brother Love. And I'm not even going into the 80s and shit right now. We're just... Hakeem the Dream, a.k.a. One Man Gang. Why did he get a gimmick change? The Shockmaster. 
I said typhoon already, sorry. Alright, folks. Tugboat. Tugboat. Toot! An earthquake. A guy in white pants and fucking striped shirt. <laughs> and a little fucking sailor cap. Alright, we're out of here, folks. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. We will see you next time, next period, in overtime. High Stakes and Super Kicks podcast. Dave? Right here on HSA Podcast. Toodles. <laughs>